is Alexia Georgi. Welcome to the Agile Empath Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4, Motivating Multi-Generational Teams. Stay tuned. I wanted to invite you to visit my website, theresilientpathway.com. We have a newsletter paid and um, you can subscribe for free with archived content for life coaching curriculum. Um, I also have some books for purchase and online classes, and you will see where you can find this online course with the full slide deck and resources. Gen Z is an independent entrepreneurial generation, yet it differs from millennials whose career development paths seem to be directed towards startups and early stage companies. Gen Z's preferred career development is to have diverse and entrepreneurial opportunities with the safety of stable employment, and they may offer more loyalty to companies that can offer this. Okay, so the risk taking uh, to be in these early stage companies is still gonna be there, but Gen Z is looking for that stability. Just think about what we've been through in 2020 uh, and what they have experienced. How has that affected the reality of the world around them? Of course, they're gonna look for stability. Gen Z are digital natives and they're drawn towards working in the tech industry. 51% of those surveyed rate technology as a top industry in which to work. 51%. At the same time, Gen Z also are drawn to work that supports the greater good, such as education and healthcare. So this is a really good sign that those two industries, they're interested in it um, for education and healthcare. There are gender differences. Gen Z females seek roles in technology at a much lower rate, 34%, than their male counterparts, 73%. And this is an area where tech companies are really having strong initiatives to increase diversity to bring more females in the tech roles. Okay, so now we want to shift because we've talked about the differences in generations, what defines the generations, and what motivates the generations. Now we're going to talk about the concept of perennials. All the generations together were one workforce, and this term has been coined perennials. Looking beyond generation to segment the workforce according to individual behaviors, values, and attitudes can help organizations to meet workers' needs and expectations in ways that are more meaningful to them and more beneficial to the enterprise. Forward-looking organizations are shifting their approach in an effort to better understand their workforce's attitudes and values while harnessing technology to analyze and create new, more relevant insights into workers' needs and expectations. So we definitely want to understand the attitudes and values of our team 
and we want to understand the needs and expectations as well and gain insight. And what this is saying is that we're using technology to do that. There's an increasing importance of moving beyond broad demographic categories to understand people on a more meaningful level. Okay, this is coming out of Berkeley. Gina Pell out of Berkeley has termed um, the word perennials. And so not looking at the different demographics where we have to check off, are you a veteran? Uh, do you have a mental health? disability or a physical health disability and now those mental health disabilities in the U.S. are listed. There's a long list on a job application. Uh, what race are you? Are you Hispanic or not Hispanic if you're white? I mean all these questions that we answer and what they're saying is get away from that and understand people. Perennials described as ever-blooming group of people of all ages, stripes, and types who transcend stereotypes and make connections with each other and the world around them. These are people of all ages who continue to push up against their growing edge, always relevant and not defined by their generation. Despite the fact, remember 59% of the 2020 survey respondents agreed with the general statement that generational differences were expanding. Uh, when Deloitte dug deeper on attributes that relate to careers, they found the exact opposite in areas such as work-life flexibility, expectations of loyalty and job security, and expectations of advancement. To succeed, organizations should consider zooming out and imagining the possibilities so they can compose the work, the workforce, and the workplace in a way that increases value and meaning. This is what Gen Z needs. So zoom out and look at the perspective from a bird's eye view. And this takes creativity to imagine the possibilities. Uh, and so creativity coaching is something that is very needed right now and available uh, to work on our imagination, to play. These are good words. They're not only for children. It's very effective to understand our workforce and to see how we can compose a place where our workforce can thrive together. Companies need to fundamentally change how they organize, hire, retain, and develop talent. Gone is the day where an employer could simply match a job description with a college degree. Gen Z wants to gather a variety of different skill sets rather than declaring a singular specialization. Marketing majors want coding and data analytical skills. Computer programmers want literature and creative skills. So I can tell you, I have been put in a box all my life. And I can so relate to what Gen Z wants because I have so many different passions. I mean, I'm very organized, but I'm also creative. And I love to write and do art and doodle. Why, why can't I do both? 
And I've actually had supervisors say that doesn't make sense that you can do both. So I'm happy to hear uh, that we're expanding uh, our understanding of human beings and that our degree in college doesn't have to match the job description, that we can be seen as unique individuals uh, who not only have the degree, but also have a good work-life integration, understanding of uh, how to meditate and how to work on our happiness and optimism. Develop the profile of a great employee, establish internal apprenticeship programs or hire smart, talented people, and then match them with a role once inside the organization. So consider the employee a consultant that you are hiring. Create lattice career paths and multiple work formats. Gen Z doesn't want to follow the traditional hierarchical path of moving up in an organization. Add more organizational formats to meet the needs of Gen Z talent, similar to retail store formats, where merchants are adding multiple ways to shop to attract different consumer segments. So shopping isn't like it used to be. We don't go to the mall or to the store. We have options now. We can go to the mall and to the store. But when we go to the mall and the store, we can sit in our car, dial a number or text something or push a button and someone will come outside with what we have purchased. Or we can go inside and browse if we'd like. Or we can go online on the store's website and order it and say, ship it to my house or we can go to any plethora of websites. So we have so many options now, and we were very limited in the past. And so how can we shape work to look that way for the younger generation? Inclusion and diversity are critical factors Gen Z considers when deciding whether or not to join an employer. If your leadership team is looking pretty homogeneous, you need to be transforming the culture and the inclusivity of the workplace, which can benefit workers across generations. Okay, so this is not so easy to do. And if we're not intentional about it, it's not gonna happen. Um, and so I'm gonna give an example. I am in a women's group and we are mainly white women. Um, and we do have some diversity, one lady who, she's a millennial and she is from China. Um, and we have another lady from Rwanda. She's Gen X, so I'm also looking at diversity with generations. Uh, but we're very limited and we recently lost a member who was uh, Muslim. So we were talking about, well, how can we increase the diversity in our group? How can we recruit? And everybody just had different thoughts and people feel safe and it's in our board meeting. And so it's about 15 of us just talking and we're on Zoom. And so one of the ladies, our former president, piped up and said, well, okay, so we lost this member who was Muslim and she told me that she was uncomfortable with the alcohol at our events. Now, 
every time during the shutdown that we have had a Zoom meeting, the social committee will say, let's meet on Zoom and talk about books. Let's meet on Zoom and have a baby shower for this member. And they will send cocktail recipes and say, have your cocktails ready. And the culture is very much um, around cocktails and drinking. Uh, and even when we're conversing, when we're sitting in our homes online. Now, are we willing to sacrifice that aspect to be inclusive? Because if something is offensive to a group or a person, we really shouldn't be doing it. Now, I didn't go as far as to say that because they're not ready. It got shut down really quickly after that. Someone else said, oh, well, she is in, she works. She's a professional woman. She's used to it. Well, actually, no, she made a statement to the leader uh, before she left to her former leader and said, I'm not comfortable with the alcohol. And so my proposition, you know, I observe and I think and uh, also process with colleagues. And my proposition is going to be, let's have at least one social gathering without alcohol to be inclusive. And let's see how that's going to go. And I'm really interested in other ideas because people need to feel safe and accepted. And we do not realize our beliefs, our actions, uh, how they affect other people. Um, and I also, you know, I, I'm not part of that cocktail culture. Um, so, you know, the ladies are drinking their cocktails and one day I had a matcha tea and I said, this is matcha and I was drinking it. Or sometimes I'll have Perrier, you know, it's the sparkling water. And so, uh, you know, I haven't been so offended, but I can understand how she feels when there's such a focus on those cocktails. To attract women candidates for tech roles, consider partnering at the university level and identifying top female talent, hire them before graduation, train them in-house, as fewer women than men are interested in going into the technology industry. So how are you going to attract them and retain them, start before they graduate, so they feel comfortable, so they have the connection, and so you can bring them in, and maybe even do some extra training with them. Um, and so that is one idea. Also, uh, there's words that are used where women aren't going to apply for a position if they see certain words, and there's actual research on this. Uh, and one of the words is ninja. And I was doing an AI training, artificial intelligence training. I talk about bias and privacy and ethics. And it was a pilot presentation with a group. And one of the men, he's Gen X, he put in the chat, like, who would use ninja in a job description? And then, I mean, this is the summer of 2020. And then all of a sudden, I started hearing the word ninja, seeing it in commercials, on billboards. And I messaged him on Slack and I said, it's actually a thing. Uh, so we were laughing about that, that 
Our generation had no clue that the millennials were using it. And there was a millennial um, that we both knew, and I said he actually used it. And so we were um, amazed with that. But just be aware that a woman probably won't apply if you're using that word in a job description. So key focus, creating a sense of belonging, the parking day project. Uh, this is a project with DIA uh, architects that the Knoxville Happiness Coalition, my company, collaborated with. And we won Best in Show Parking Day Knox 2020. And I do have that PDF for you to look at where we talk about the framework for cultural belonging. So we're talking about the perennials, not all of those uh, multi-generations. How do we bring that sense of belonging among everyone? So we're gonna be wrapping up with MetLife. MetLife has a deep understanding of optimism uh, because there was a study by Martin Seligman uh, back in the 80s and he taught a certain group of applicants who failed the sales test that MetLife would not normally hire. He taught them optimism. And then MetLife hired the group of people who passed the sales test and they followed them with sales and the optimist outsold those who could pass the sales test. So MetLife has really great ideas that come from positive psychology. And they identify five factors that organizations should consider in workforce segmentation. Demographics, so age, gender, income, education, life events. Firmographics, job tenure, company size, industry role, and blue versus white collar attitudes towards life, optimism towards the future, future versus present orientation, orientation towards change, sources of pleasure and stress. Work-life balance, attitudes towards retirement, motivations for staying at the job. These are attitudes towards work. And uh, if you've taken the culture class uh, and change management, we talk about attitude being part of the cognition that is one component of culture, emotions being the other part. Needs from employers such as career development, support, salary benefits, work culture, work subject matter. MetLife says that segmenting based also on mindsets and attitudes enables a more personalized, customized, and authentic understanding of the workforce that can help leaders focus dollars where they're most impactful because they know these programs have a direct emotional link to employee satisfaction. So you're not only looking at employee satisfaction, you're looking at employee well-being. Could you reward your managers when employee satisfaction and well-being increases? So they're motivated to focus on the mindset and attitude. 
So what are the skills that we need to focus on? Soft skills. And that is another training because the soft skills is what is going to get us through to help us implement this culture and framework for belonging. This is from the Harvard Business Review. And we see uh, that 195 global leaders were asked to rate 74 qualities, um, and these rose to the top. So what are the most necessary skills during these times of change? Number one was strong ethics and safety. So high ethical and moral standards. Self-organizing provides goals and objectives with loose guidelines and direction. That is collaborative leadership right there. Clear communication. Communication is so key. People need to feel like they are heard, but people also need to understand what's being communicated. And in leadership trainings, what I have heard is you cannot communicate enough. Keep communicating. Don't assume that they have heard. Efficient learning has the flexibility to change opinions. So we are willing to listen and learn. Nurture's growth is committed to ongoing training. Connection and belonging communicates often and openly. So our leadership skills development is soft skills. And I want to thank you for taking this class. Uh, we will be offering a leadership skills building course in soft skills as well, uh, because that is key as we move forward in the future for our perennial generation. I would love to hear from you. On my website, theresilientpathway.com, you will find resources. I have a newsletter, and there's a free sign-up and a paid sign-up. Uh, and the paid sign-up does have a video library. Um, there's a podcast. You'll find episodes on both the paid and free. More of my coaching curriculum is on the paid. However, I have archived material from 2020 that you can read through the archives. There's also books and classes that you'll find. You'll find my um, Amazon author page and you'll see links if you'd like to schedule a virtual copy chat for 15 minutes. I would love to talk to you. I would love to hear your thoughts about this course, hear your perspective, and even requests for more information uh, because I do like to get the feedback and do something about it. Um, and so I hope to hear from you and I thank you again for taking the course. This concludes our series on motivating multi-generational teams. To take the online class with resources of the references, please go to theresilientpathway.com. You. I'm a life coach, author, speaker, and university non-credit instructor. Please visit my website, theresilientpathway.com, 
We have resources, life coaching curriculum, books, online classes. I'm also available for team building on Zoom and in person and speaking engagements, virtual, hybrid, in person. You can reach me at alexia at theresilientpathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at theresilientpathway.com.